The Big Scary Show is brought to you in part by Dark Imaginings. Web design, creepy changing portraits, and much, much more. DarkImaginings.com Welcome, boys and ghouls. It's time once again to kick open the old mausoleum door and see what climbs out. Clawing his way out of a fetid grave is Drew, a.k.a. Rabid Badger. Pull up a slab with Jim Millspaw in his award-winning role as the Professor of Torture, Meat Hook Jim. Jason Storm is here as fan favorite, gothic commentator, Storm. Do you smell something burning? It must be Salem's favorite old crone, Jonna Summers. <laughs> and putting us in a musical mood for the macabre, the hauntstrumentalist, Jerry Vane. Now light a torch, grab your pitchfork, and make like a bunch of terrified villagers. You found another episode of The Big Scary Show! <laughs> Halloween may be over, but that doesn't mean we have to stop enjoying all that the season has to offer. There are still haunted attractions going on this weekend, and even a couple are open next weekend. Before long, we'll start talking about Krampus and Christmas haunts. The haunted attraction industry is truly more than just a month of October. Storm is ranting about trunk-or-treating in a haunt minute. Meat Hook Jim discusses the guillotine and overdrive in Between the Corpses. Badger reads the latest in Deadline News. The old crone talks about assessing how successful your season was. The instrumentalist Jerry Vane brings us coverage from a pair of haunts in Colorado Springs. We have a gruesome giveaway for November, and we're spinning some spooky tunes to help you cope with any post-Halloween depression. The Roundtable of Terror recalls all the things that the ghosts did during the previous haunt season. There were haunts to visit and run, displays to admire, horror movies to watch, and everything else October has to offer. Feel free to let us know how your season went. There were some technical difficulties during recording, so we apologize in advance. All this and so much more. We hit the body, but you will become an accomplice just by listening to The Big Scary Show. Dr. Frankenstein found the secret of life, but he lost control. Now, in a screen thriller, Frankenstein's castle of freaks, his monstrous creations, fantastic creatures break free. See Rosanna Brazzi, Michael Dunn, Edmund Purdom, and international beauty Christiane Royce in Frankenstein's castle of freaks. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested.
All right, this is Jerry Vane at the Hellscream Haunted Attraction in Colorado Springs, and I am with Angie and Chris. <laughs> yes, she Angie knows my could. memory. She knows that. Yeah. And guys, um, we just got here like five minutes ago, and the line is already wrapping around the, the turnstiles. This is great. Um, for listeners of the Big Scary Show who are not familiar with your haunt, tell us, give us a little bit of a background of, of the history of the haunt. Um, well, this is Hellscream Haunted House's 15th season, and they actually now have two haunted houses in the spring. So we have two locations. One is here, which you're going to go through first, and then we're going to take you to Fear Complex, which is actually quite a bit bigger. That one's 25,000 square feet. This one's a three-story building, however. Hellscream Haunted House is a three-story building. And, um, yeah, they basically have bought every single... Um, haunted house that ever existed in Colorado Springs um, over the years as people you know couldn't afford stuff anymore or whatever they sold and so now House Scream actually has all the parts and pieces from any haunt that you've ever seen the last 20-30 years here. Okay so you got a lot of history from for Colorado Springs haunted attractions that that you know once were but no more. <laughs> and actually we We've kept, um, like, the name from Haunted Mines, for example, because Haunted Mines was a big, you know, thing up north. Yeah, okay, I, re I recognize that name. Yeah, Haunted Mines was in Monument for several years. I, I want to say 15, 20, 30 years. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But um, they've been here a while. Uh, and they actually joined us, I want to say, four years ago. We got all of their stuff and their people and everybody joined together. And we opened up on Academy. And then two years ago, we've now put it in a new location all in one place. Okay, and um, what what is your role here with The Haunt? Currently, my role is head of staff, and I also help with marketing. They're calling me communication manager. But um, since 2015, at least at this haunted house, uh, I've been an actor, typically. I'm a line actor. Um, and before that, since 1998, I've been a line actor at other haunted houses here in the Springs. The other ones that do not exist anymore. <laughs> you have it in your blood. Yes, yes, that's that's very true. All right, and Chris, you are involved in the uh, haunt as well. What is your role here? Uh, I do what's called running, and my job as a runner is to make sure you don't run into groups in front of you and the group behind you doesn't run into you. And if that does happen, it's my job to get in there and entertain you and try to break you apart. If I can't scare you, I will make you laugh. I used to do running too, and as you can tell, that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> the physique is proof. So now I, I actually, you know, I, I don't know if I can still fit in, in that jacket anymore. <laughs> um, now you also do a podcast too. Yes, uh, I host a podcast with my friend Eric. It is called Demasked, and we talk to people that work behind the scenes at Haunted House Industry. Uh, we are just now getting started off the ground. We started a few months ago, and we're just trying to get it together. Um, we'll have to uh, just talk later offline about uh, getting you guys on the uh, show. I mean, we always like to bring in other podcasts that are involved in the industry as well. The youngins, as we call it, because as old people need to get, get, get a little youthful energy. <laughs> now, um, the rumor, and they call it rumor, because, you know, we haven't seen anything floating in the air yet. And nobody's heads are spinning around puking up pea soup because we just saw Exorcist recently. The, I do that the oh, so do I. I used to, and you know, but we won't go into that. That's left for you know MHC and what happened to MHC does not get talked anywhere else. <laughs> um, this uh, you said this is a three story, so we're talking two up, one under. Yes. yes. You got a basement. Yep. There's a basement. And it's reportedly haunted. Yes, both of our haunted houses have been certified as haunted. So they're haunted, haunted houses. They're haunted, haunted houses. Okay. Do, now, do the ghosts there get actor wage as well? 
I believe they may. <laughs> Occasionally. They have a union. Got it. Okay. Yep. Union. Union. Yep. Since, they, since they permanently live here, they got a union put together. You know, the, 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 the Spooky Boo uh, Spooky Boo Union. No? SPU. Okay. Yeah, SPU. 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 <laughs> well, at least it's not spew. It's spoo. Which <laughs> could be just gone in so many wrong directions. Sure. Um, so, what can you tell us on the backstory of that, given this, what that you know of? Well, so they actually, Six Sense Paranormal does um, tours through both of our haunts. They do it like from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. in the morning, which is awesome. And so I have yet to actually make it to any one of those, but I've been told, at least at Fear Complex, there's some rumored bad stuff that happened there. Um, here at Hellscream, I know personally I've witnessed a lot of my electronic devices almost every time I go into certain areas of the haunt just completely drains. A lot of our actors have have a lot of... Um, stories. Anyone that's been in our haunts long enough have their own stories. There's a lot of there's a lot of old parts that's come in here from printers, the printers building. Are you losing? Uh, the battery, battery on this is flashing. Stop. It keeps going from three, from three, uh, two to three. And these are brand new batteries. Stop. Every time I bring my laptop in the haunt, I have to bring a charger because it dies. So we've brought in a lot of things from other buildings that people say have attachments. Okay. So we've brought in a lot of old set pieces, what we use as set pieces, from the old Printers Park, Printers Building, is that what it's called? Do you remember? Yeah. Printers Building, which is over like 100 years old, and there's a lot of good and bad history at that building. So people say that's where a lot of our things are coming from. <laughs> okay, there's a guy behind you up on the roof playing guitar. Yes. Oh, wait, hold on, is that supposed to be, is that supposed to be a chunk of meat? He does look like a chunk of meat. No, no, the guitar. <laughs> Yes, he's playing. Oh my Slayer. god, and he's, he's playing, playing and he's playing Slayer. How appropriate! <laughs> I just happened to look over, like, wait a minute. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay, he can he can play with gloves on. I can't. Yep, he's um, at Fear Complex Fridays here Saturdays. Nice. Um, now, what can you tell us as far as what's the theme? Um, the theme of the hunt is it multiple themes or does it have a, a theme running through the entire thing? It's, it's supposed to be um, Victorian themed throughout. Um, so there's like a whole backstory with Dr. Van Helton and uh, he ended up accidentally killing his wife. And the whole story is he's all the experiments on the inside, all the monsters or experiments gone bad from trying to bring his wife back to life. Okay. Um, how many actors do you guys usually employ uh, during a regular season? So it used to be a lot more, but during the pandemic we cut down a lot. And so... We now have up to 100 people between the two haunts. Oh, wow. um, so we have about 50 per haunt, um, about 35 actors, 35 to 45 actors, I'd say. Um, it can definitely fit more, but as we've been getting the bigger crowds, it helps actually to have less and just have them run through all the hidey holes and get people. So um, it's, it's a little bit of balance, but that's how many we have this season. All right, cool. Um, I had a question. Here when, Did you need to do anything more on Fear Complex? Or we're going to talk more about that later. Um, I'll talk about that later. You got it. But we uh, talk to. We'll talk about that when we go to the other. Uh, go down to the other one. Um. What, okay. Uh, what is the ratio as far as um, do you guys employ drop scares and you know practical effects versus animatronics or? At this hunt, uh, I would say it's a, it's more. Actors, scenery, Actor characters, a little bit storyline. And we got a couple new scenes this year that are just oh, so good that I'm they put a lot of time that. and energy into. So that's, very cool. that's our primary focus here, cool. I think. Um, I, I'm like, where'd everybody go? Yeah, they're, they're, already, they're already letting people in. That's crazy. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm digging this meat guitar. That's actually hilarious. That's obviously custom made. Yeah. So, um, okay. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on. Uh, what's uh, okay? You said this has been the place has been open for 15 seasons. The House Green Haunted House has been around for 15 years. Okay. Yeah. And is this the, been the original location? Nope. They started at Mr. Biggs. They maybe started somewhere else before that, but Mr. Biggs, which is doesn't exist anymore, they were working out of trailers. Okay. Now, for people, uh, I mean, obviously, the haunt season is going on for at least another week and a half. Yeah. What are the, for people who are listening, listening to this, what is the um, what is the schedule for the rest of the season? So for the rest of the season, we're obviously open tonight and tomorrow night, and then we're next Thursday. It's called our Hell Week. So we're open from Thursday until Halloween, which is all the way on Tuesday. So Thursday, Tuesday. And then we're having an encore performance here on November 3rd and 4th, which is going to be full contact. Oh, well, that's going to be fun. Yeah, and it's going to be, the, the tickets are a little bit cheaper. Tickets are cheaper on that night. It's 20 versus whatever the prices are here. I don't know if we're advertising. Now, if people want to uh, get more information about the haunt, where can they go? On our website at housecreamhaunt.com. Okay, and you have also have a... Facebook presence? Do you have an Instagram presence or TikTok or anything like we that? Have, we have all of those things. You have so, them more than I do. Yep. If you find if you find the one place, and we also have an umbrella website for Facebook, which is House Scream Entertainment, and that's supposed to just kind of point you to both haunts okay. and both websites. All right. Um, and uh, I hate this one. The question's right there while I'm talking and it goes away. <laughs> um, if... Uh, I asked that question already, so I'm going to edit that part out. <laughs> That's a good thing about technology. I can go, nope, that edit. goes away. Yeah, that um, and then if people are interested in your podcast, that was the question. Where can they go? I, uh, Demasked on Instagram and then Demasked Podcast on YouTube as well. And we also have a Spotify Demasked Podcast on Spotify as well. Okay. Can, and can you find it on uh, iTunes or anything like that? Uh, I'm having issues with iTunes currently, but you can get us on Spotify and YouTube currently is where we're hosted at. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Angie and Chris, thank you so much for taking time uh, talking to the Big Scare Show. The hunt's getting ready to open. I know you guys are needed. Um, this is Jerry Vane for the Big Scary Show, and I am out. Looking to step up your costume? CFX products perform in every environment. Film, haunted attractions, stage shows, theme parks, cosplay, and good old-fashioned Halloween. Created for realism and comfort from the number one company leading the industry for over 16 years, a CFX silicone mask isn't finished until you put it on. Whatever your needs, CFX has you covered with silicone. And once you put it on, you too will agree that a CFX mask will be the most comfortable rubber you'll ever wear. Find your new face today at cfxmasks.com, cfxmasks.com. Audio Zombie, Rainbow Flavored Nightmares on the Big Scary Show.
This is Jim Slanker from Canyon Trail Cemetery in Carroll Stream, Illinois, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. Broadcasting to you from the darkest reaches of the Earth, this is A Haunt Minute. And now, with this week's commentary, Storm. All right. Every year I see more and more people end their Halloween by complaining they didn't get enough trick-or-treaters. Yes, and they like to blame one thing, and that's trunk-or-treating. All right, yeah, it's probably pulling some people away, and so let me get this straight. You are complaining not enough people came to your house to get free candy, and the fault is the trick-or-treaters? No, 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 it's, it's, it's your fault. That's why they didn't come. You didn't compete well enough with somebody handing candy out of the back of their car. So, uh, there are a couple things with this, and this is the thing that drives me nuts. Everybody's complaining about trunk-or-treating, but no one's doing anything about it. Alright, first of all, this is what the whole holiday was made from. You know, um, we only establish trick-or-treating because hoodlums would go out and, you know, cause graffiti and, 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 and mischief and that type of thing. So... All right, we need to give them some better to do on Halloween. Here's some candy. Come around and ask for candy. We'll give you candy, and don't destroy our stuff. So, you know, everybody complaining about trunk-or-treating. If you really want to go in the spirit of the holiday, you know, you should be egging trunk-or-treaters or toilet-papering them or, or dropping water balloons. I'm not suggesting you do that, but that's what hoodlums would do. So you're not doing the hoodlum behavior that established trick-or-treating and then complaining that trick-or-treating is not meeting your standards anymore. Well, you're not meeting the standards of trick-or-treating. In addition to that, you know, you're marketing to the wrong people. There, there are people out there. I have a friend who does, you know, coffee table at trick-or-treating. They had a line. You had a line around the block. And it almost looked like there were more adults than there were kids coming to his house. That's freaking brilliant. You need to, you know, change your strategy and stuff. If you just think, oh, I'm going to throw out a skeleton on the lawn, turn on the light, and hand out, you know, some Tootsie Rolls, that's not going to bring the kids in. No, bring the adults in. Hand out the nips. Hand out the, uh, you know, coffee or hot chocolate. You know, make a party of it. Make an event. And if you really want to do something interesting, go for the teenagers. People complain about teenagers trick-or-treating. Market to them. I, I, I don't know. You know, have a TikTok dance or something. I don't know what teenagers like, but you can find out what they like, market to them, and have them come. Then you'll have trick-or-treaters. You know, if you only want the little kids with it, all right, figure out a way to compete with someone's trunk from their car. You know, stop crying about it. You can do it. It's Halloween. Go in the spirit of it. So until next time, keep every minute scary. Tune in next episode for another Haunt Minute. Hi, this is Josh Gates from Travel Channel's Expedition Unknown, reminding you to send all hate mail to storm at bigscaryshow.com.
Good evening. My name is Deadfield, the zombie butler. Visit me and all my friends here at vfxcreates.com and check out the new Putrid Pete, the zombie puppet. We have several new products that you might want to see. <laughs> see you soon at vfxcreates.com Music by Midnight Syndicate Hello everyone, it's Drew Badger. This is the Deadline News for episode 301. And unfortunately, we're going to start off with some very sad news from one of our own. This comes to us via Darkside Haunted Estates in Middlesex, North Carolina. It is with a heavy heart that we lost a good one on October 25th, as owner Jason Champion passed away at the too young age of 52. Jason was the one that started it all. All 42 years of Darkseid, he has been there. Darkseid will never be the same without him, either as Sparky or Sugarpuss the Clown. Darkseid will still go on in his memory. Please keep the family in your thoughts and prayers as they go through this incredibly hard time. The Big Scary Show sends its deepest condolences to the family and friends of Jason Champion and the Darkseid Haunted Estates crew and offers up this moment of silence. On a lighter note, we have this news from Monster Bash 2023 coming to Nightmare on Edgewood Haunted Attraction in Indianapolis. The Monster Bash is an after-season party that's for haunters by haunters. Anyone and everyone who works in the haunted house industry, from owners, managers, actors, makeup artists, set designers, parking attendants, volunteers, and vendors, past or present, are 100% welcome. Join us at the region's largest gathering of haunters to send off the 2023 haunt season in style. The event's finest offerings include an incredible party atmosphere, a live tour of Nightmare on Edgewood, food, drinks, music, the Haunters Against Hate drag show, the Scare Factors Awards Ceremony, and Costume Contest. This year's theme is Witches and Warlocks. Happening Saturday, November 18th from 6 p.m. until... Get more information and tickets at thescarefactor.com slash monster-bash. We have an update from the Mad Monster Party coming to Atlanta. Meet Peter Chris at Mad Monster Party Atlanta. Peter Chris, the legendary drummer from Kiss and the cult classic Kiss Meets the Phantom, joins the madness in Atlanta Friday and Saturday, November 18th and 19th only. Note, Peter does not take table selfies, but he will be offering a pro photo op behind a drum set. Photo ops are on sale now. For tickets, hotel info, and more, visit madmonster.com slash ATL23. I guess it's not too early to start talking about these, but we have news from a Krampus event coming to Lincolnton, North Carolina. Every Friday and Saturday, starting in December from 5 to 8 p.m., Krampus returns to the Odd Duck for four weekends of frights and fun even bigger than last year. 
We'll have pictures with the Christmas demon for kids and adults free of charge. Looking for that not-so-normal family Christmas photo? We have what you need only at The Odd Duck. More information can be found at their Facebook page, facebook.com slash oddducklincolnton slash events. We have this from Laurel's House of Horror in Laurel, Maryland. Laurel's House of Horror presents A Christmas Nightmare, a special Krampus-inspired event with new holiday horror experiences. Tis the season for an enchanted Christmas scare. All new themed areas adapted in a terrifying twist of fear and good cheer. Their haunt is truly a feast for the eyes and actually haunted. Won't you join in on the fun? Get more information at laurelhaunt.com. Staying in Maryland, we have this update from the upcoming Fells Point Krampuslauf coming to Baltimore. Calling all Krampus, Pershta, Winter, and Magical Creatures, all are welcome to join us at our 4th Annual Fells Point Krampuslauf on December 2nd. There will be games and prizes and merriment for everyone. All ages are welcome to participate or to watch this amazing spectacle. We're also looking for more volunteers, cast members, and planners to join our group as Calling All Krampus, Cryptids, Winter Creatures, and Friends join us for an evening of fun. This is an all-ages event. Get more information at facebook.com slash Baltimore Krampus. We have an update from Days of the Dead coming to Chicago. It is with great pleasure that we announce the addition of actress Eileen Dietz to the guest roster for Days of the Dead Chicago, happening November 17th through the 19th at the Crown Plaza Chicago O'Hare Hotel and Conference Center in Rosemont. Eileen Dietz is perhaps best known for her appearance in The Exorcist as the face of the demon Pazuzu. She's also appeared in such films as Creepshow 3, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, Constantine, and Hallow Point just to name a few. Get tickets and more information at daysofthedead.com. We have this from the Azra Chamber of Horrors Haunted House in Madison Heights, Michigan. Join us for Christmas Chaos one weekend only, December 15th and 16th from 7 to 10 p.m. Our mischievous monsters are eager to share their seasonal greetings with you in their unique spine-tingling way. Come and immerse yourself in our Chamber of Horrors, and please note, this is not recommended for children under 12. Minors must be accompanied by an adult. Buy your tickets now to secure your tickets and guarantee your spot. Get more information at azrahaunt.com. And finally, we have this from the Krampusnacht Bremerton coming to Bremerton, Washington. Kick off the holiday season with Bremerton's annual event, Krampusnacht Bremerton. See costume performers, visit participating businesses, join us in costume, have fun with the festivities, and keep up to date on year-round events, activities, merchandise, participating businesses, costuming help, sponsorship opportunities, and learn how you can join in all the fun at KrampusBremerton.com. Remember, folks, if you have news in the haunted house, Halloween, or horror industries, and you want it on the show, email it to us, news at bigscaryshow.com, and we'll get it on the show. No news is too big or too small. 
This concludes this edition of the Big Scary Show's Deadline News. <laughs>
projectors not included. Visit SpectralIllusions.com and add some life to your haunt. That's SpectralIllusions.com. And ladies and gentlemen, let's find out if you're listening carefully to the show. It is time for the November gruesome giveaway sponsored by ScreamlineStudios.com. You know, October may be over, but that big holiday at the end of December is here. Maybe you should go over to ScreamlineStudios.com and uh, pick up some things for your shopping list for all your haunt friends. Or if you're listening carefully, you could win something right now, courtesy of Screamline Studios. I'm going to ask you a question. The answer is in the show. All you have to do, it's very simple. Send us an email with your name, your phone number, and the answer to bsscontest at gmail.com before midnight on November 13th. And you will be eligible and possibly randomly picked to be our November winner. It is just that simple. So, without further ado, the question for the November gruesome giveaway is... How many themes are at the Fear Complex haunted attraction in Colorado Springs? If you think you know the answer to that, send us that number along with your name and your phone number to bsscontest at gmail.com before midnight on Monday, November 13th, and we will randomly select somebody to be the November gruesome giveaway winner. Previous winners and family members of The Big Scary Show are not eligible to win. Good luck, everyone, and thank you, Screamline Studios. Okay, this is Jerry Vane, and we are at the Sister Haunted Attraction here in Colorado Springs, the Fear Complex, uh, and I am once again talking with Angie, who you heard her talking about Hellscream, the uh, the other haunt we just came from. Angie, what, this place is huge. I thought the other one was big. Jesus Christ. Uh, what can you tell us about this one? Yes, this one is huge. It's 25,000 square feet. It used to be an old medical building, and it was abandoned for quite some time before we got in there. So the building's already creepy, and as you can see in the location that it's at, it's kind of in a really interesting part of town. A lot of old great. medical buildings around here. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so I think that adds to the ambiance, um, and the parking structure here is a little bit, I think, easier to get around than mm-hmm. Hellscream, so that's just nicer. But um, this building's bigger, 25,000 square feet, so it's a lot of lot of space to fill, and we have almost the same amount of actors, um, but we, this one's built a little bit different because, you know, it was built after Hellscream, so it was built with a lot of the stuff that they had and the issues that they maybe had in Hellscream. With all that in mind, they kind of built the rooms here. So if that's what kind of makes this one different a little bit. It's newer, though, and it's still getting on its feet. It's got that new paint smell. <laughs> it's got that new paint smell. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and, and and not everything got 100% finished before we started, but um, we're, we got there, and it looks really good. Well, we've been standing here uh, watching, and, I mean, it's just people after people after people yeah. after people. And now, is this a two-story or a three-story? So it's two-story with a really creepy basement that we don't use except for storage. <laughs> 
wasted space I hear already. <laughs> yeah, baby, it's a crawl space with dirt. Uh, I believe that's okay. Where well, the, that, that, we're not going to go to the crawl space with dirt. We yep. did we, we did that once already. Yeah, baby, yep. that's where the ghosts live. Most of them. <laughs> Most of them. Um, hang on one quick second. I got to edit this. I got to check something. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, it is working. Um, this started acting up when we got here. Um, See? I, w- I wonder why. Right. Um, Ghosty. Now, uh, does this have a, a continuous theme through it like, like Hellscream does? That's what I was going to talk to about this one. This one has four themes. And, again, it's because, like, a lot of the different pieces that we had in Colorado Springs, the different haunts that we accumulated, um, they tried to make it seem like it was four different attractions in one space but what we actually got going on now is four themes in one space and it, and one theme leads very seamlessly into the other into the other so it's a little bit more on that um like where hell scream is all kind of one specific sort of feel of like victorian you know one giant house this one ha- is trying to put like all of everyone's worst fears into one place Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And I, you were talking about you know stuff from other previous haunts that you get that I'm seeing haunted mines, yeah, banners and everything. Yep. Yep. And yep. we noticed when we walked up, uh, Dawn actually noticed at first was all the gargoyles yeah. along the top of the building. Yes. Birds get to those sometimes. I mean, when you go when you <laughs> when we got here, you look at the front of the building, it just looks like a regular building, and then you pull around <laughs> the back, and it's like whoa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got the bad dad jokes from the pizza guys. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> we were talking to them earlier, but nice. I mean. It's like the vibe. The vibe is completely different, but in a good it's way. Different, yeah. You know, I, and, and you know, I, we hear Midnight Syndicate and you know playing playing over in the in the queue line and everything. Mm-hmm. So it, uh, yeah, the vibe is completely different. It is. The um, excitement is still the same. The yeah, I mean, awesome. we we saw people when we we pulled into the parking lot. We saw people come running out of the other side. Uh, into the at the front, into the street. Yeah, thankfully nobody was coming along. Wow. Um, <clears throat> and uh, some of the actors were, you know, kind of politely guiding them with their, you know, implements of hell. Right. Uh, to make sure they didn't go into the street. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, we talked to a couple that, uh, you know, they were waiting for the kids to go to show up. And they told us, we're, we're more excited to go th- through this than the kids. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. right on. Yeah, we had a tap out yesterday. Um, it was a mom and her two or three very little kids, you know, like like 12, 10 years old. And they got stuck at the top of this. They got stuck right at the entrance at the top of the stairs. And we're all like, how do we get them to move? How do we get them to move? And so I walk up there and I said, are you guys scared? Do you want to go to the side? Thinking it was the kids. The mom goes, I just need a minute. I just need some time. And the kids are like, let's go, mom. So it just, it just made me giggle that it was the, it was the mom. She's like, I need a minute. I need a minute. It's a lot. I wasn't prepared. Hey, where, where's the closest bathroom? Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. That is hilarious. <laughs> That's, it's, it's, it's those kind of things, that we, you know, when you hear those kind of stories, it's like, yep, we're doing our job. We're doing it right. Yeah, yeah. When it's just the stairs and some scenery. Like, and one actor. They did see one actor. Totally and one. they were done. They were done. Chap out. We're done. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. We've gone, uh, we've gone to some haunts uh, in when we uh, were in Vegas, and this big, big, big guy was getting going in. He's like, oh, I'm not afraid of this. And literally, I think you and I, that clo- you know, when you hear people talking like that, it's like, yeah, he ain't going to be in there very long. And I kid you not, not even two minutes after he walked in, he's being let out. He's like, Screw this! Well, I can't say what he said, but <laughs> screw this! Screw this! Screw this! Screw this! And uh, nice. uh, you know, I mean, big guy, and apparently he uh, didn't like confined spaces. Ah! And they put you in a coffin. They put you in oh, a coffin. Wow! It, that's the first thing they yeah. do when you walk in. Yep, yep, yep. So. Yep. Like I said, our 
Our claustrophobia bags are deflated right now. <laughs> it was holding up the lines too much. We're going to get people through. <laughs> right. Okay, well, uh, Angie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to The Big Scary Show. Uh, I, I'm, I was excited to go through the other one. It's like, okay, now I'm really excited because this place is huge. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's why my ankles are so sore at the end of the night. I have to run back and forth all night. <laughs> right. Lordy. Okay, well, Angie, again, thank you, thank you so much for uh, talking to The Big Scare Show. This is Jerry Vane, and I and I can't even say my name because I'm so excited. <laughs> I, I am out. Awesome. Exciting. Awesome. Want to take your haunt to a new dimension of terror? Then let Dark Imaginings conjure up some ghoulish graphics and web design services for your home haunt or crypt. Mm. To see more of our products and services, drop by darkimaginings.com Let us help you get ahead of your competition. Hey, this is James. And this is Chelsea from Dead Meat on YouTube. And the Dead Meat Podcast. And you're listening to The Big Scary Show. The Roundtable of Terror is very proudly sponsored by HauntPay. Whether it's time ticketing, virtual queue lines, or anything else related to online ticket sales, have Alex and his staff set you up at hauntpay.com. Halloween might be over, but is the haunt season really over? You know, there's still a handful of haunts that are going to be running this weekend. Next weekend, the 10th and 11th, there's going to be even a, you know, a couple of haunts out there that I've heard of. Iapa's coming up. Uh, Christmas haunts, Krampus haunts, Krampus laufs are be coming up in about a month or so. You know, it's... It's a bittersweet. The Halloween may be over, but thankfully, there's an awful lot of stuff that people who love haunted attractions can still take advantage of through the end of the year. You know, this is our kind of wrap up what we did during Halloween. No, no real guests tonight because, you know, I'm sure they're all busy doing teardowns and, and sleeping and, and all that good stuff. So if you are a new listener, if you have just come aboard during this past month or so, first of all, welcome to the Roundtable of Terror, very proudly sponsored by HauntPay.com. And uh, let's introduce our hosts out there and uh, kind of find out what we did. Did we go to haunted attractions? Did we see some good movies, new TV shows, anything like that? I'm sure there are some stories. So let's start with up in Rhode Island, we have Storm. Uh, greetings. It was 80 the other day. It's 40 today, so I've had a cat just attached to me most of the day looking for one. Ooh, yeah, it was um, it was 85 here on Sunday, and by Tuesday it was 53, so uh, I hear you. Down in Cincinnati with a little bit of audio difficulties, but we can still get them on the line. We have Meat Hook Jim. 
Yeah, definitely some audio difficulties, but I have a story to tell in the round table about something I swore I would never do, but we'll talk about that later. Hey, 20 bucks is 20 bucks, right? Anyway, (laughs) the person that we mentioned a moment ago who is probably in the middle of tearing down their haunt out in Fayetteville, Arkansas, we have the old crone, a.k.a. Jonna. You said something about sleep. What is that? (laughs) It's it's what you do after the haunt season, if that ever ends. And we want to welcome back. We want to welcome back to the round table of terror, our very special and current former, whatever you want to call him, co-host. Hotstrumentalist Jerry Vane from the wilds of the Rocky Mountains. How are you, Jerry? Let's see. Over the weekend, we got over 10 and a half inches of snow, which messed up all the haunts out here uh, pretty heavily. Um, granted, nothing like what the East Coast is dealing. And uh, today has been the warmest. Uh, we actually got into the 50s. So <clears throat> good times. Had by none. <laughs> enjoy those rocky mountain winters i'll say that my name is drew badger um been a busy season here so let's get to talking about what we did during the halloween season um jonna the old crone does have some scheduling conflicts because she is in the middle of breaking down her haunt so let's start with you jonna as the actual only haunt owner among all the hosts here um, how was your season? What were some of the issues? What were some of the stories? What what kind of things did you do? I know you weren't open in September, so did you get a chance to go to some other haunts before you opened, or were you too busy setting up? How was your season? It was pretty good. Um, we started out with a bang, had the best opening weekend we've ever had. Um, it slowed down a little bit after that, but all in all, I would call it a good season. Any uh, good stories, any, you know, bad stories, not that we want to get negative or anything, but what kind of crazy stuff, what kind of crazy stuff happened? Um, Well, um, if you guys hear weird noises in the background, it's because my, our U-Haul truck broke down for the teardown. And so they're, I'm actually in the parking lot of my venue um, waiting for them to fix the U-Haul truck. So I apologize for that. Um, we just had some really crazy stuff happen with the staff. Um, you know, we had, um, we had the flu go through, for, uh, you know, a couple of uh, weekends ago. Fortunately, it was on a Sunday night and I have to say, I am so happy to be in the area I am, I am with, um, the great haunts that are in this area because I put a call out to them. And within like 15 minutes, I had replacement actors from other haunts who came in and um, filled in those, just jumped right into those positions, uh, which would have, I mean, we would have been really, really screwed, pardon the French, um, if they hadn't done that. So I was very grateful to them. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, we had some some good crowds. We had some fun, fun, um, fun people who, you know, this one kid, he kept asking for chicken nuggets. Um, he asked every person who went through, you know, or every person he encountered through the haunt, if he could have chicken nuggets. Um, <laughs> um, so it chicken was a lot nuggets of exhibited back then. Yeah, kind of like I, me, kind, kind of like me with grape jelly with uh, Lollaboo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Lollaboo it was, was good. a classic character. 
Excellent. We did we did something kind of new this year too, in that we gave um, this was the wise man's idea, and that we gave everyone a bottle at dress rehearsal, a little plastic bottle, and we bought all of these little miniature plastic skulls of different colors. And at the end of the night, whenever we would do meetings, at the end of the the night, we would like give everybody a skull for being there and then we would give out extra skulls for really good scares or really interesting things or something that they did that was kind of above and beyond and so sometimes like by the end of the the season we were given skulls for just really silly things you know but we um when we do the cast party the person with the most skulls wins the prize that's kind of clever i like that idea that's really cool I i thought it was really a cool fun way um, and everyone really enjoyed it. And like last night, you know, the last night we were all kind of silly and, and carrying on. And um, one of the, one of the actors, some girls went by, he was a prisoner. Thank you. Sorry about that guys. <laughs> um, but the, um, some girls went by and after they left his area, one of them goes, wow, he was really hot. <laughs> So we gave him a skull for being the uh, the banshee um, sex symbol, and then we gave his girlfriend one for having the the you know for dating the banshee sex symbol. <laughs> so that was some fun. Ulterior motives. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so anything else really interesting happened, Jana? Um, we had. A really cool fundraiser with the Northwest Arkansas Ghostbusters. They came out and did some really fun promotional videos. They did a parody or I don't know if it was a parody. It was it was kind of they imitated the the commercial from the original Ghostbusters movies. And, you know, we're we're here to believe you, you know, that type of thing. And it was hilarious. Um, go to the Banshee Manor um facebook page if you want to see them but we we had a great turnout and what we did was it was our charity night we partnered with them and did a uh we donated a dollar of each ticket to the northwest arkansas food bank and then they collected canned foods and donations and that was a lot of fun a lot of fun and i have to admit i when they came and was doing the videos and, you know, they were in their costumes and they had their, you know, the Ecto uh, car and all of this stuff. I was kind of fangirling and I was like, you know, the child in me knows or the adult in me knows it's not real, but the child in me does it. And I was totally giddy and fangirling and everyone was just kind of laughing at me because they were like, you know, they're not the real ones. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> That's awesome. Ghostbuster groups are one of the really fun ones to partner with a lot of them do a lot of good charity and there's nothing cooler than having some ecto vehicle out in your parking lot you know any any type of uh noticeable vehicle like that a mystery van or uh ecto one sitting in your parking lot at any point you know you're going to get customers just pulling in uh is it too early for you to know if your numbers are more or less from the past couple of years for attendance um, about average. Um, that is one disadvantage to our location is we're kind of s- staying steady. We're not growing. 
like I would like for us to. Um, so that's why I said it was a good season. It wasn't a great season because a great season would be hitting my goals. Um, and we didn't hit those goals, but I mean, we didn't like sit with, you know, crickets going either, you know, which was good. So now is it because, I mean, you said location, are you a little farther out than you'd like to be or? No, I'm smack dab in the middle of a huge college town. But the problem is I'm in a family fun park. And so getting over that perception that people still have of, oh, it's just for little kids. Ah. Um, that. It's hard to get the college kids and the adults and the high school killer, high school children, high school kids, I should say, not children, um, because they think it's just going to be, you know, a, for little bitty kids. Right. Even though Damn we it. have an age restriction of, hey, no one under six years old, this is full on scares and things like that. Um, we still have that, that misperception perception that we have to fight that sucks and that's what's frustrating because i've talked with jonah about this you know a a little effort by the the host partnership there and they can bring in a whole nother crowd i mean just a little bit (laughs) of you know rebranding for the evening and stuff and you can bring in that older crowd it's not like that they don't have anything for that because they do have go-karts and mini golf and things and you know that that really you know, a, l- a little branding, you can bring that in and and it works good, but it, it takes uh, effort, but not too much. And, you know, that's, that's frustrating. And, you know, it might, might be definitely time for you to move on if that's the, you know, the business issue you got with it. You know, you, you hit that wall like that. It, uh, you know, you're just pounding your head into the wall. Uh, how was the demeanor of the customer? Oh, no, go ahead. As well. It's very little. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's yeah. even something that can be overcome if you're a little creative, too. Uh, you know, you're in an interesting area because the climate's a little warmer. Up here, uh, you know, in the northeast for the, like, fun parks and go-kart places that do uh, haunts, a lot of times they'll take some of their big areas, like the uh, golf driving range. When it gets cool, they're not getting any, you know... Uh, uh, play out of that so that's what they'll transform into a haunted maze or something like that but down there you guys you know they you would still have people golfing probably through november for driving and stuff so oh, you yeah. don't have that um that aspect to it yeah. uh how was well, the demeanor of customers this year we had um we had a few that were very very rude we had one couple that and I was running the door this year and this couple seemed very polite. They were very attentive when I was telling them the story, you know, and I was like, okay, this couple is going to be easy peasy. And as soon as they went inside, it was like total change and they were cussing out the actors and being rude and obnoxious. And it was like, wow, we would have never guessed that by them, you know? That is so unnecessary. I mean, it, it, I, I don't, I don't understand why people feel it's, you know, hey, we're going to pay this kind of money that entitles us to be, pardon my French, assholes. Yeah, exactly. They, they were total assholes. 
And we had the typical tweens who are very, very excitable and get a little rambunctious that we had to kind of like, you know, calm down. And um, I had a great security guard um, this year and he, he and I, I mean, basically for the majority of the time we could just look at each other and he knew, Hey, I'm going to follow these people, you know? Mm. Um, so that was, that was nice. But I mean, for the most part, it was about the same crowd, you know, same same demeanor and stuff i know some places was having real issues and fortunately we did not but you um, would say like 80 80 percent of the crowd was very was there to have fun and a good time and the other 20 percent you'd like to just kick in the teeth yes exactly exactly um one of the issues we had this year was we had um someone that we had hired we had a little bit issue um right at right on opening night Mm-hmm. And they they decided to have all their friends give us negative reviews, even though they didn't even come through the haunt. Um, so we, you know, that's very frustrating. But then, like last night, um, it was, um, you know, it was several people in a row were like, "This is our fourth year coming here for Halloween, and we enjoy it." And and um we can't wait to see what you've done different this year and stuff and that that makes it all better you know it really does that's Uh, good yeah and i guess since this is going to air after the fact i can go ahead and announce that we are leaving this location Um, (gasps) as of right right this moment the venue does not know that um, because we're still getting all of our stuff out and we haven't settled up with them and everything, but I will have that discussion with them. Um, it's been a great partnership. It gave me the opportunity to, to fulfill my dream of being a, um, a professional haunted attraction, but it is, um, it is time to move on. So, um, so we'll be having that discussion. So since this does, will air after that, I can go ahead and make that announcement. Um, we don't know where we're going yet. Um, we're going to look for um, something permanent that we can do some things year round. If not, then we will find um, something that's temporary that allows us more time than two weeks to set up and more than one day to tear down. Because um, <laughs> that's whole, that's hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. And we can't do the quality of detailing and special effects and things that we want to with that you know so so on to newer and bigger things have you figured oh, out like- a, have you figured out a possible location or is it too early to say too early to say we just started looking we just started we just made this decision this definite decision um a couple of weeks ago hmm. and um so we're <laughs> in the very 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 early stages of this is what we would like to find and um we'll see if we find it or not if we don't find what we want then like i said we'll go to a temporary um you know a retail place or you know the fairgrounds or something there you go hey maybe maybe you can do it at u-haul you know because they owe you for the truck (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna you're gonna rent a bunch of u-haul trucks u-haul trailers and make them into a hunt yeah, there you go. I have learned some things about tents, though, because I did kind of investigate circus tents, because I know there's some on that do that. 
Um, and that's a lot more, um, a lot more expensive and a lot more difficult to find a location to put those tents up than I thought. Plus, so also with the elements, especially if wind kicks in. Yeah, and to do to do the size of tent that we would want to do, they have to have certain staking and all of that stuff, which means it can't be on concrete or asphalt. It has to be on grass. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to do one on grass because then if it's wet, it's, you know, so. Well, then you, you've also got the possibility, you know, like you were saying with, you know, you have, you know, for every 10 you know, for every eight people that are really great and happy to be there, you've got two that are there to cause trouble. Last thing you need is to have them decide to start causing damage. This is true. This is true. So it'll be an interesting journey this year to see what happens. Um, I'm hoping by Transworld, we know where we're going. So when we go to Transworld, we um, can make um, purchases that, you know, will be beneficial towards that. Um, cause otherwise we'd be kind of going blind as to what we're going to be needing and, and stuff. Jim take over as the host. Okay. Well, um, since you've asked, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll go ahead and kick this off. Um, I didn't do a whole lot this year, to be honest with you. Uh, I did go out to two haunts. I went out to my, one of my favorite haunts, Backwoods Oddities in Waverly, Ohio, um, I've always had a great partnership with them and, um, you know, I trained them years and years ago. And right now, I mean, the owner is now Kim, her dad, Alan gave her ownership this year. She's 18. I started That's training amazing. them when she was, I started training them when she was six. That is just amazing. So, I have watched her grow up and she's become, she's really good at what she does. She's been in the business for 13 years now. She's got me beat. And she just, she knows how to run her, her staff and everybody's great. So I always enjoy going out there to visit them. Um, I also uh, got the opportunity to go out to Carnage again this year. Um, they've got some great changes in the show, which I enjoyed. Um, and I did for one night, only three hours. I did go out and act. And this old body can't handle it like he used to. However, <laughs> I, I will say, and I mentioned it before we went on or at the beginning of this, that I, Um, I did something I swore I'd never do. Now, for those of you listeners that know me, I am not a big fan of chainsaws. I think they're a cheap scare and that you can do better. Well, last Friday, I went out and acted at Fortress Obets for their Friday night haunt, um, doing my friend Donnie Hoover a favor and I did the unthinkable. I picked up a chainsaw and I used it all night and I had a blast. I was thought you were going to say Except, you put on a push-up bra. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I've got silicone boobs too from the Kinks episodes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so does Badger, but we won't get into that. Um, but the scary thing was, is I got too close to the the hay. It was a hay ride. I got too close to the cart and got my toes run over. Oh no! Got it. Got to do the steel toe boots with hay rides. Uh, I was wearing sneakers. Yes, yeah, so nothing, you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, nothing broke. Thank you're you. lucky. A, a lot of broke. a lot of that a lot of that has to do with exactly where it ran over your toes and the construction of the wagon itself. So you're lucky. You, you, steel toes when you're doing an outdoor haunt is always recommended. I know that there people say that they'd be crushed and stuff. Well, if you're buying, you know, super cheap ones that are uh, out of aluminum that's not going to stop anything anyway but real you know decent steel toe boots that don't cost the arm and leg but uh you know are are, are real you know they're, they're they're going to save some appendages so you know that's whew, that's lucky but that does happen and when we uh talk later i, I i've i've got a hayride story too so uh you know go, glad okay. you had fun but uh yeah that's always something to watch yeah, I just I never thought I'd have fun with a chainsaw, but I did. Yeah, but you, your arms don't feel of... like they're going to fall off, though. You know, swinging that thing around and pulling the uh, cord all night. Well, well, yeah, it, yeah. At the end of the night, it did, but I got over it pretty quick. But with that being said, uh, we are going to take a short break to pay some bills, and we Fine, will badge. be right back. Are you looking for a comprehensive ticketing solution for your haunted attraction? HauntPay has the answer. We skip the features you don't need and focus on the ones you like, such as timed ticketing and repeat time slots, variable ticket types, bundle and combo tickets, social media discounts, and now featuring all-in-one options including managing your tickets online and at the door, as well as upselling and managing your merchandise and concessions with a comprehensive report on everything at the end of the night. Head on over to hauntpay.com and get started in 60 seconds for free. And we're back to the Roundtable of Terror. We apologize for the technical difficulties we are having. Apparently, we have gremlins in the line. I want to thank Meat Hook Jim for taking us into break, but... Hopefully, we have solved at least most of them. Talking about what we did during our Halloween season, let's find out what Jerry has done. Jerry has kind of been contributing to the show for the last few few episodes. We have very much appreciated him doing not only audio, but video. But Jerry, you've been kind of busy visiting a lot of haunts. Yeah, uh, actually, this is probably the busiest I've been since 2018, to be honest with you. Um, 2019, uh, I talked about it ad nauseum about the accident I was in, so nothing happened then. Two years with COVID. Last year, I moved. So this year, uh, this year uh, we uh, definitely started getting a little more involved. Um, while I did not go to this, uh, it was haunt, it was related to a hunt with the uh, Dark Knight Halloween World in uh, Long Island. I uh, uh, finally released the song that I have been working on with them for the last two years. 
it was a lot of scheduling issues and trying with uh, the uh, other artists that were involved and it kept getting pushed back. Finally got that out. We're, we're tr- we were trying to get it up for purchase and that it had its own share of difficulties. But um, about the end of September, uh, we went to the Ritual Haunted House in Inglewood, Colorado. And we were actually coming back from a uh, an <laughs> restaurant, a restaurant out here called the Brutal Poodle. And it is a heavy metal <laughs> gastropub. And some of the best burgers you'll ever have. And they also took, um, they were voted uh, best chicken and waffles in Colorado. But it's a heavy metal gastro pub. And you go in there and they're blasting black metal, death metal, all of this stuff. Uh, we have taken my wife's mom in there and she loves it. Which is funny because she listens to, you know, you know, stuff from her, you know, older music, you know, Yacht Rock and stuff like that, you know, Rod Stewart and everything. But anyway, um, on the way back, uh, we drove past it and we decided to stop there and just take a look, see what it was about. And ended up talking to the owners and um, they uh, were familiar with the podcast. And this, this was actually their first year. They were, this is their second year, but their first year in the location that they're at. And they're at the, you know, in a strip mall that uh, there was a spirit Halloween store on one end a dollar tree in the middle and then the haunted attraction, which actually used to be a restaurant and the restaurant had been gutted and everything. And it, it's a fairly good size haunt. And even though this was their second night, they still had a, a lot of people for, the, for just being open. You know, the, their second night only mean they doubled their attendance in the first two hours. Um, and we went through, they were, really well done um they are veterans of the colorado haunted attraction scene um both of them are in their i want to say early 30s but they've been working for hunts for 15 years so uh they you know they had a great theme they've got a great uh main character who has no name you know and uh we went through it and they had an awesome time. Uh, they're actually, uh, when you hear this show, we'll be doing a uh, lights out, uh, lights out night for uh, for the closing of the season. So it started with that, and then um, I started putting feelers out to some of the haunted attractions that are out here. Colorado has a lot. Unfortunately, um, scheduling just didn't work out for uh, a couple of them. Uh, the Frightmare Compound, which Badger, you mentioned in the past, you've done commercials for, uh, and yes. voiceovers, I think. <clears throat> um, we never made it to 13th floor. Uh, we have one out here. Uh, just, like I said, again, scheduling issues. Um, but a couple weeks ago, and you'll be hearing this, uh, hearing it in this episode, we went to, we were invited down to, um, <coughs> excuse me, Colorado Springs, which is about a little over an hour south of where I live right now. And uh, we went to the, uh, it's called Hell Scream and the Fear Complex. They are sister haunted attractions with 10 minutes apart from each other. Um, and Hell Scream has been around for 15 seasons. 
Uh, people, everybody there is veterans of the scene as well. Uh, you know, 20 plus years in some cases. And uh, it's a three-story haunted attraction. And I have, and I would put this up against any of the big boys. Erebus, Netherworld, any of them. I mean, we got there half hour, 45 minutes before they were supposed to open. And they already had close to 500 people in line already. And by the time, uh, by the time we got through it, uh, there was an hour and 15 minute wait in the lot for the line. And <clears throat> they were putting people through like that. And it still had a huge way, you know, huge line of people. Um, it is haunted. Uh, so that adds to everything. They did have a, 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 an actor, you know, they do have queue line actors. They do have a, a gentleman standing up on top of one of the, uh, one of the areas in the queue that was playing a custom made guitar that looked like a hunk of meat. <laughs> and he was, he was playing uh, Metallica and Slayer and Megadeth and stuff like that. And, you know, in, in character in costume, and uh <clears throat> but the from the moment i hit record to the moment we came out it was 27 minutes and that's going at a steady pace even at times we stopped and they let people get past us and because we weren't dragging our dragging our feet we were going through at a steady pace but just the the attention to detail the decorating um they did have some animatronics, but they, they relied mostly on actors. And it was great. I mean, it was really well done. They had two chainsaw guys that, you know, you get one, you get one guy chasing you out of the haunt, and then outside, as you think you're safe, another one pops out and scares the pee out of you. So, <laughs> uh, so and, and they were sponsored by Liquid Death. So, that, nice. so when you came out, um, you know, they had, you know, free, free cans there for you when you came out. To replenish the fluids you lost while you were inside, um, <laughs> uh, and they had a nice little, you know, nice little uh, merchandise shop. Uh, then we went over to the other one uh, to uh, Fear Complex, and that one's twenty-seven thousand square feet. And I don't remember the exact number of how big the first one was, but this was twenty-seven thousand. It was an old office, uh, medical office building. It's three stories, but only two is used for the haunt. And this was their second year. And what they did was they bought out um, scenes and everything from haunts that closed during COVID. So you had the Haunted Mines and um, the uh, Carna Carnivore, I think is what it was called, but the circus one was called, the Haunted Sanctuary uh, Sanitarium. And I'm drawing a blank on the other one. I don't have it in front of me. Um, and same thing. We went through that, and it took about 25 minutes to go through. It, it, same situation going through. Um, it was a lot of fun. They, they, they're in their growing pains of you know trying to get some cohesiveness uh, to, to make everything flu flow. But during the haunted, in the, the section that's haunted mines, you literally felt like you were walking over a bottomless pit, even though I know that um, it's only – a foot off the ground so very well done there was a the queue line was huge and 
Uh, same situation, hour and a half, two hour wait, and they were blowing, pe- putting people through like ants, and you know, very well done. Um, and then we were supposed to this past weekend go to a couple of haunts that are actually right up the street from us. We have uh, one that's actually located behind a nursery, and was just like five, five, ten minutes up the road from us. And then on a, literally on the same street on the other side is a home haunt. That's, that has been featured on the Today Show, Good Morning America, as one of the scariest home haunts in the nation. But Ooh. as the uh, as the uh, you know everybody on the East Coast had their share of problems, um, we had a sudden storm come through and it dropped almost ten and a half inches on us. So every haunt in the, in the area was shut down. So we're going to try to see if we can go out this weekend to check these two out. Uh, but again, it, it all just a matter of time. So what did but you that, think? of? Go ahead. I was going to say, no. what did you think of the uh, oddities and curiosities expo? I know oh, you yes, went to there the was that. Time. There was that. I, I thank you for reminding me. Um, I'm glad that I got there when we did <laughs> because uh, parking out there sucks. Um, it's in the downtown convention center, um, or oh, the Colorado convention center, excuse me. And parking out there sucks. Uh, we got lucky and found, um, I mean, it had, it has a parking lot that is one level. That's it for the convention center. And they were doing construction. So that made it even worse. Um, but we were able to find a, a, a parking structure right up the street. It was like a five minute walk. And, um, Getting to it was uh, a workout because it was way in the back of the convention center up on the next level. And then once you got inside, um, it was huge. Um, I believe that I was told that the final attendance was almost 16,000 people or something like that. Mm. And we were there for about four hours. And when we left the line, was huge i mean i'm guessing close to two to 250 uh of people in line just to get up to the escalator to go upstairs that's not counting the people that were already up there and in line in the in the in the queue to get inside but it was a lot of fun a lot of great uh, really interesting vendors um there was a guy that uh when i um uh, if you if you listen to the some of the interviews I did, was making um, making jewelry out of blood, and yeah, uh, he, he had a he had a phlebotomist there who was handling everything. He had to sign you know you know all the proper paperwork and everything. So, every safety was the big thing. Um, a lot of taxidermists. Um, I think I counted ten, and. They accidents there. Oh my god, it was ridiculous. (laughs) But there was one guy there who had taxidermied mice and rats wearing tutus and ballerina clothes clothing on little high wires. (laughs) And they were the trapeze artist taxidermied rats. I mean he comes uh, to Charlotte. I tried. I tried to talk to them, but um, he was. He had gone to lunch, and he was gone for like an hour and a half. And I'm like, dude, my feet are killing me. I'm out of here. (laughs) 
Um, they had, you know, your typical curio cabinets and, you know, for, you know, knickknacks and furniture. And there was one person, one company there that had horror themed food products. So basically horror themed hamburger helper or horror themed cupcake mix or cake mix or pie mix, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, uh, my wife, Dawn, picked up a few things from that and uh, just, you know, but it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of cool stuff there. I mean, it ranged from your typical, like I said, taxidermy to aliens to Bigfoot to, I mean, it, it, it just, I mean, and then way back in the corner, they had a, uh, a guy um, being hung on hooks, hooks in his back. So suspensions. Pretty cool. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So he had one of them there. Um, the Wi-Fi signal was worse than what you're dealing with tonight. I couldn't, I tried several times to try to do a live on the page and it was not working. Um, and then there, one other thing that we did, uh, which I posted on the page, um, last week we went to uh, dinner and, uh, this in an area called Hilltop. And there was a neighborhood that was the entire neighborhood was done up um, with, uh, you know, done up for, you know, for Halloween from your, t- from blow ups to static props, to animatronics, to audio. I mean, there was, a, I want to say about 20, 20, 25 houses that were done up. And uh, cool. so it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Hi, I'm waving at you too. <laughs> John, for the for those that don't understand, John is on video and she's waving. So, <laughs> but I no, need it to was go, guys. I got it. Well, John, it was great uh-huh. to uh, have you on here. Go ahead and go tear down some more. So we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right, All bye right. guys. Good night. Bye. So bye. yes, Jim. Uh, I I ask you did. Did they have the the uh, stuffed giraffe head when you went there? Yes, they did. Yeah, I, I saw it last year when I went. It's like this big stuffed giraffe head. I was like, my God, yeah. who's going to buy that? Somebody's going to buy it eventually because it's at yeah. all the shows. You're going to need U-Haul to get that thing out of there. Definitely right. I mean, when yeah. we were when we were walking over there from the parking structure, I probably walked past about five people that were carrying heads you know, back to their cars. So, yeah. but uh, no, it was and a lot of, of fun. Well, we'd be remiss if we didn't thank Michelle Consalio for uh, letting us come and do these shows. And I know that on Halloween, they usually release their schedule. And I believe they've added a couple of new cities, including Providence, Rhode Island. Very excited about that. Coming in June. Hopefully storm will be able to attend that show. We will certainly, uh, Make that happen if we can. I know they're coming back to Tulsa, so maybe Jonna can go hit that. I'm, I think they're coming back to Denver. And yes. Columbus, Ohio is also on the list. So, Jen, there's a possibility uh, of attending that. And they'll be in Charlotte for two days in February. So, good gracious, all of us could go to the oddities and curiosities this year at, at some point. She did so. say she did say that Colorado is actually one of the biggest uh, on, the, uh, on the tour and ha- the the most people, she said. I love I love Colorado because nice. we got the biggest amount of freaks. <laughs> <laughs> There's an That's awful lot of there. Yeah, 
now it's even freakier now. So what'd you do? So, <laughs> so Storm, how was uh, how was your Halloween season? Uh, Halloween Halloween wasn't too bad. It, it was a weird season up here in the Northeast. I don't think we had a single um, weekend this season that didn't have one day raining out the uh, outdoor haunts. Uh, so that was pretty miserable for them to the point where there's several haunts in the area which are opening up this weekend. They announced like two weeks ago that they were going to extend their season. And that's a gamble because uh, it's a lot of the overhead without people knowing about it. Um, but it might work out. Uh, of course, then again, there are parts of Mass. Massachusetts and Rhode Island, which are going to see snow. It's not going to stick, but they're going to see snow today. So not the best weather either uh, coming up uh, this weekend, but uh, it, it should be a little better than than today. Uh, Halloween itself was, uh, wasn't too bad. It got cold here. Uh, so uh, trick-or-treaters, I don't think they're out as long. I think they hit, you know, a couple places they intended to, went out in cars with the parents and, and you know, called it a night. I don't think we had anybody after 8 o'clock, uh, which, you know, wasn't too bad. And we went out after 8 to go pick up dinner, uh, see what free, you know, and discount deals there were for Halloween. Uh, not too many. Uh, and um, uh, we uh, hit a couple of the home haunt displays, you know, drove by them, saw what was going on. Because uh, the area has a lot of neat ones, and uh, luckily, even with the rain and stuff, most of the displays held up. A lot of people uh, decorated was good. You'd see groups of kids out there, so it was good with those things. But um, you know, I've been seeing haunters talking how it's a little weird season. You, you definitely saw a lot of stories. People have forgotten how to be around people. Uh, so, you know, you're seeing these big gatherings and stuff, but you're seeing violence at a lot of Halloween parties, especially inner city ones. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I like watching that live PD show and they were responding to, you know, fights or, you know, somebody with a gun or something at these Halloween parties. And, you know, it's a lot of younger people trying to have a good time in costume and just a whole freaking mess because, you know, somebody doesn't know how to act around people and hearing some of that with some of the haunts you know just uh like jonah was saying earlier you'd have you know two out of a hundred customers who you know just suddenly their attitude changes and they become that bad customer and it used to be a lot less frequent but i i think you know with social distancing covid and just people being people and forgetting how to act around people it's 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 been a little, little tough with that, a little challenging. But you know, again, that's that's why we have shows like this. You know, to you know, work with your management and go with it. Uh, the big thing, though, is uh, you've probably seen in the news we had a hayride accident here in Rhode Island. Um, a, a, a decent haunt. You know, the it's a smaller farm that does a hayride. I've been on their hayride years and years ago. I've known people who've worked there over the years. Uh, you know, it's a, the, the smaller hayride tractors, fortunately, the more lightweight uh, metal ones, you know, not your big giant wood ones. Uh, but a 14 year old actress um, fell and was run over by the trailer. 
and uh, that that left her with um, some internal injuries and some uh, the, what they say lower extremity, um, uh, uh, um, you know, breaks and that mm. type of thing. So I didn't go into too much detail. Haven't heard an update, but she's been in critical care. We have a wonderful uh, children's hospital here in Rhode Island that deals with uh, you know kids and teenagers. Uh, so you know, good care with that. So hoping for the best, but that's, that's just one of the, the, the scariest things and stuff to, to watch. You know, you, 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 you try and do that extra scare. You get a little too close. You, 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 you play with the odds and, you know, you're, you're, you're looking at something that's, you know, a terrible experience for everybody. You know, you first, you got that, that poor actress who's, you know, that's that's a life changing thing. I mean, you know, the, at, at best, she's she's going to have some, you know, difficulty when it rains with, with walking. I mean, we feel that just normal without an accident like that. But, you know, I've been through physical therapy in the past year and trying to relearn some of the basic functions. It, it, it's just it's mind boggling until you go through it. So, you know, I, I feel on that. But in addition to that, you got the 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 farm you got the the people on the hayride they actually got off the trailer and customers had to help lift the trailer to get the actress out from under it because uh you know with hayrides there's usually not a lot of clearance uh what can happen is um you know, if, if you work at a hayride, if you manage a hayride, you should never have your actors approaching a moving hayride. You should really design it so it can stop, you can signal, and it can go with that. You know, getting that last second scare, running up to a moving hayride, it, it's not worth it. You're not going to get another $20 because you scared the girl in, in the hoodie a fifth time. You know, it, it, it just it, it, it doesn't matter. And it's, it's too big a risk for something like this. We would, um, you know, when when we were doing trails and we had a similar accident, which, uh, you know, is tough. And luckily, that guy, he didn't get wrapped up in the wheel. He got spat out the side. But uh, same same type of thing, some internal injuries and, you know, his knee and leg were messed up pretty good, you know. It's real tough, but, uh, you know, this, this hayride, they had to shut down for that. The people in the cart had to help lift the cart to get her out. Um, you know, they canceled the rest of our season, which was only one more night, but, um, th that, that could end their hayride very easily. I mean, it's, it's tough even doing something like that. If somebody's that critically injured, you know, if you run and organize that, it's tough to go back and do that. It just takes all your motivation, everything from it. And it's not a good situation. Um, regardless, I mean, a, a lot of you listening know how tough it's been the past few years to get any type of insurance, whether it's a rider on an existing policy, if you're an existing business, or just getting haunt insurance at all. It's been more difficult the past few years. So something like this happens, can you do it at all? And then it jeopardizes the, the whole farm itself. You have these farms do the agritainment and, you know, extend their season or, you know, just becomes an extra liability if something like this happens. So, you know, hope for the best. But, you know, in reality, that, that could have been their last night ever 
for doing a hayride. And and that can happen any haunt. You don't have to have a hayride or something. You know, it's, you, you always get that actor who wants to be a little bit more zealous, who wants to climb up something and jump off because they think it's going to be a better scare. And, you know, don't just rely on your managers and owners to take care of that. Make sure they, they're aware of it. But, you know, if you're a buddy with an actor in a scene, explain that to them. Tell them. And, you know, uh, the good thing is we're all artists. Work into actors' egos. I'd have ones who would want to swing props and hit, you know, scenes and, and, and go crazy with stuff. And I'd tell them, you're a better actor than that. You can scare people without having to smash a piece of metal you found in the freaking woods against our scene and, and swing it around people you can do better and they're like oh okay and i i had one get all excited because he had a ziploc bag from some snacks and would just put it on his hand like a puppet and scrunch it uh near people and it scared the hell out of him and he's like oh i did it like this i go see you didn't need to you know take the big metal pipe you pulled out of the ground in the farm and swing it against our scenes thank you so, you know, it, it, that's the big thing, the safety and stuff to go out with it. So still watching that story out of Smithfield, Rhode Island, hoping for the best there. The good people run that hayride and good people been acting and stuff. And you, you just, that's a bad night. You, you want everybody to go home, uh, you know, not to the hospital uh, it, for, for any work, but especially at a haunt. People are out to have fun. So that's that's a bummer and that's that's a little sour note on the season but uh wet and weird that uh, that was this year's 23 uh halloween absolutely i had a couple of clients that run hay rides either as part of or as the main part of their attraction and i i like working with them but it always makes me very nervous because I, I ask him, I said, you know, how, how close are they getting to the hay wagons or, and, and all of them were like, well, we have actors that get on the hay wagons. I'm like, Oh, you know, Oh, safety, this safety, that. And, yeah. And it's no know, need for it. If the hay wagons are moving, I mean, no, you, can, yeah. you can, you can design your ride to have it stop. You can design yeah. to have a platform next to your uh, wagon. You don't need to have somebody risk jumping on a wagon because if they miss, if they slip, if you get the condensation like we've had this season and stuff, they go under that, that those tires and axles are not forgiving. Yeah, when I worked man. at Brim, when I worked at Brimstone back in 2017, I think it was 2017, 2018. Yeah. Um, they had me uh, a couple nights working, oh, you know, over by the uh, by the hayride, uh, by the castle. Same thing. I would, you know, I would get on that thing the moment I heard the the moment I heard it start up, got off. You know, so I would interact with the, interact with the people, and uh, I mean, every hayride is different. These ones had. Um, railing all the way around it and, and w one opening to get in and out. So I would get on there and get in people's faces. And the moment I heard the engine start, boom, I'm off and I'm off that thing and away from it. Yeah. Not it's not that hard, you know, start yeah. stopping the engine, uh, air horn. I mean, you know, there's mm -hmm. a couple bucks, a little bit of safety and you have the driver blow the air horn. We had a, um, a signal in our soundtrack our soundtrack was built in and traveled on the hayride with them which was fun you get the good bass speakers and mount them underneath the people oh that's a lot of fun 
but there would be something, you know, you'd have the, the story go on, they'd set the scene and talk, but there'd be a signal uh, for the actors to get away, and then the hayride would start up, uh, you know, 30 seconds later and start moving again. Uh, you know, one year... <laughs> One year, it, it was tough where, you know, sometimes your drivers are, are great guys and, and good at driving, but sometimes not the most with common sense. And uh, I was working with my general manager, and we we're trying to figure out what we could possibly get them to use as a signal that year. And we, we, we just said, well, wait a minute, let's just have the narrator tell the driver, drive on. And it actually worked the, the way we, I forget what theme we'd use that year, but you know, it, it worked out that, okay, that makes sense. Yes. This guy narrating it would tell the driver, all right, drive on. So that was our, our actual signal uh, that year. Our times would be a tone or a horn or some sort of creepy laugh or something. And, and the actors know it and works. And you, you just, you gotta be stringent with the actors with that. You know, after we had the accident at our hayride and we saw a close call, we made sure that safety is at. There's no more riding the hitches. They didn't want you to go in between trailers or in between the tractors at all and definitely not moving. And if you were on a wagon or on a hitch when that tractor is moving, you no longer work there. If, if somebody saw you do that, you're done. Boom, there, you'll get your check in the mail. Hmm. And we had to fire one or two people to do that, to prove that point. And, uh, you know, you, you'd rather lose an actor for that than lose an actor to a hospital room. Absolutely. Well, thankfully, the uh, hayrides that I worked with, you know, their their tractors did stop in the middle of certain scenes inside buildings. And, yep. you know, out come the chainsaws. Yeah. Once they stop, you know, that's great. And they're running their chainsaws and up and down menacing people or jumping out and menacing people. And then they'd disappear into the darkness and the tractor would start up again. So, you know, yeah, you just got to be clever with it. It's the same. No, it's the same with building and stuff. And again, it's not limited just to hayrides. This type of stuff can happen with walkthroughs and stuff. If you don't design things correctly, if you make areas that are open to, you know, the public that they can walk in the wrong area, or you have your actors misuse it. You just got to really think it out and be conscious of your actors and, and, and explain and work with safety with them. And, you know, it, it's, Again, it's not worth that extra thing. You know, some sometimes a lot of haunts will complain, oh, our actors get hit too much. Well, maybe they're getting a little too close. Uh, you know, or, or is, is that much of a difference that they're that half a foot closer to somebody making the scare all that much more scarier? It, you could do it without doing that. And you don't have to get that close to every single person. It, it shouldn't be the way that's pushed to. And I know some people... You know, that's their bread and butter in the training. But, you know, is it really making that much of a difference? Is it really worth that much to have an actor come out with a black eye or, you know, have a fight start in the middle of your haunt because of that? Or, you know, God forbid somebody gets seriously hurt. You know, it's a, you, you, you got to play with it. And sometimes you got to take a step back and you're going to have a fantastic haunt, even with taking a step back. We are going to have to do a roundtable next year on safety for actors. We haven't done one in a long time, but you know, when, mm. I, when I train, 
I always try to train people, you know, try to scare a little bit longer than an arm's length from people, because if they take that fight or flight response to fight and they take yeah. a swing, whether it's intentional or not, you're safe. You're not hit. And, and if they start coming after you, then you have a problem and you deal with security escorting somebody out because they're being belligerent or want to start something. But, you know, I think Alan Hops was one of those people that said a good actor can scare you from across the room. Yep. And, you know, I see a lot of really good actors out there who do that very thing. You know, there are plenty of them that get up in someone's face, especially cue line people when it's crowded and they're on a midway or something. And it's it's kind of hard to get away from people. But when you're inside the house and you have a table between you or you have a, a scene where, you know, you pop in and pop out. You know, you don't necessarily have to get in that person's face. And, you know, we're not getting any younger and we're getting to, you know, I'm getting to the point where I don't like to have somebody screaming a foot out away from my ear. You know, that that got old really fast when I was young. I'm even less tolerant of it now. So, you know, I went to a haunt no, over no. Halloween and, you know, one one actor in there got right up in, you know, six inches away from you and just scream top of the lungs. I was like, oh God, that was not scary. It was annoying. So, you know, put some distance between you folks. Cause that, that person probably got a, got a slap or something to the face. If they did that all season, I don't know, but <clears throat> you know, it, it's crazy out there. Well, the clock is winding down, and we've lost Jerry as well. He needed to go, so just the three of us. Okay. Well, I can give you a quick wrap-up of what I did. Yeah, okay. great. I did a lot of training. This was probably my best year since 2016, where I had, like, you know, every weekend. I was on the road in 16 for, like, almost 16 consecutive weeks. At, uh, starting with Midsummer Scream this year, um, I was on. I've been on the road, out of town, have not spent a full weekend in my house. Probably, <clears throat> excuse me. I've probably only done that twice since the first of August. So it has been a lot of traveling. I crossed the country this year. I worked on the East Coast. Um, I worked on the West Coast. I worked in the Carolinas. Worked in Virginia. Some top name haunts, some smaller ones, uh, a lot of repeat customers, had some new customers this year. It was, you know, fan. it was a fantastic season for me as far as actor training workshops. I did voice work for a couple of haunts, which was very nice. Um, I, I managed to work all the way until the second week of October, Friday, the 13th, Saturday, the 14th, I was working at haunts, working with their actors, doing things, you know, they've been open for a couple of weeks and it was just kind of a come in and see how we're doing kind of job, which is, it's a little different than just giving an actor's workshop because, you know, with the uh, actor's workshop, you at least get them kind of excited as to what's going to happen and, you get them all kind of used to working before the season starts. And this was just kind of go in and, you know, we've worked for a couple of weeks with limited training, come in and tell us what we're doing right or wrong. So, right. you know, it was, it was different. 
And I actually enjoyed it very much because the people were very receptive that I worked with. But I honestly did not get out and start visiting haunts for fun until pretty much the third week of October. And I still managed to get out there to like nine different places. I took my daughter out down to South Carolina. We hit Mad World, Sweet Dream Scare House. I think those were on the show last episode. Managed to make it to Woods of Terror, Hacker House, which is going into their last year. We had Cliff on a couple of couple of episodes ago. Um, worked at a haunt or two this year, which was kind of nice. I worked up at a Lake Hickory Haunts as an actor for last Sunday, which was kind of fun. And uh, even put the kids in the car and, and took them to a really big home haunt one town over. The guy had a, uh, you know, huge display a couple of years ago. I hadn't been out there, didn't go out last year, but came out this year. And almost every square inch of his yard was covered in skeletons, pumpkins, 12-foot skeletons. Uh, he had giant in, you know animatronics all over his yard he has you know link he has an qc code that goes to his youtube page where he talks about how he built a lot of this stuff some of it was store-bought a lot of it was home built and i think the theme this year was halloween town so it was unbelievably cool and uh it's not over for me yet i've been invited to come to a. Uh, Another haunt this weekend in Tennessee that I'm going to go check out their blackout event and try to bring you some video of that. But uh, this was a, a really good year for me, all things considered. That's great. Yeah, probably, the, you know, as I said, the best I've had client-wise. And pretty much all of them have said they want to have me back. So whether it's next year, whether it's a couple of years down the road, we'll, we'll see. I, I love my repeat customers. I have some that bring me in every year or every other year. So, uh, it was, a it was a, a very enjoyable season. I've seen a lot of people over the years, you know, say, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm just not in the Halloween spirit this year. And, you know, frankly, I went through that too during COVID and stuff where it was just like, ugh. Am I really excited about Halloween this year? But uh, I think I got my my spirit back this year. It's just been a lot of fun. Um, we had actor Douglas Tate on over the summer. Got to meet him at a haunt this year with a couple of friends of mine. He messaged me and said, hey, I'm going to be in North Carolina. Have you ever heard of Booger Woods? I was like, yeah, that's one of my... Uh, that's one of my favorite guided tour haunts in the state. And he's like, well, I'm going to be doing a signing there. If you want to come up and hang out. I was like, yeah. So me and a couple of friends went up there and hung out with Douglas Tate for a while. And, you know, Booger Woods is a charity haunt. They raise money for cystic fibrosis. And I, I wouldn't say it's the scariest thing out there, but it is the most entertaining haunt that I have ever been through. Their, their guides are amazing. Scene after scene, it it's it's got one of those crazy hay rides, but it's it's not a hay ride. It's a it's like they almost put you in a cage, tied to the back of whatever they're driving you around in, and they they whip you around the middle of the woods in the dark at about twenty thirty miles an hour. That's pretty terrifying. But thankfully, nobody jumps on the uh, 
jumps on the cage that you're in. But uh, there's a lot of a uh, lot of fun at that one. So, and they're only open like six nights a year, and they sell out every single night. So, you know, nice. that was cool. I got to see our friend Naomi Grossman briefly. She was making an appearance at a haunt this uh, season. And I got to pick her up and take her to uh, the airport or where she was going to meet some people who were going to take her to the airport. So we caught up a little bit and uh, just had a good time. Spent a lot more time taking my kids to haunts this year. Which is something I have not done because, you know, college and stuff, they're all they're all gone. But it was it was nice being able to take my son down to that home haunt one town over. And my oldest daughter who graduated is back home with us but she's working and you know able to take some time off and we we went down and you know went to a couple in south carolina went to a couple of local down here and it's been a it's been a fun season i i have enjoyed it thoroughly so and still not over because um this year this weekend i'm going to tennessee next weekend the 11th the 10th and 11th i believe netherworld is open for the final time and then on the twelfth, I'm going to be driving down to Orlando for IAPA. So, hopefully, I'll get to cover that. I'm probably only going to be there for one day, but uh, definitely look forward to catching up with some friends that hang out down in Florida. Might see Sylvia Vile. We might see uh, Drew Hunter from Sally Dark Rides, who was on our show last year. Uh, Scott Swenson generally goes to this show. He's been been on our show many times, and uh, you know. They don't have the hugest haunt presence there, but, you know, Froggy's Fog will be down there. Haunt Pay will be down there. I uh, believe VFX was down there last year. CFX Mask was down there. So, you know, a lot of our sponsors and a lot of, uh, a lot of cool stuff. If you've never been to IAPA and you get the opportunity, I, I definitely rend, recommend going and seeing it. It's on my bucket list. Um, We can... uh. We can probably get you in at some point. Uh, you just let us know when. It's uh, well, it won't be this year, but <laughs> no, I understand. It, it it's not easy to get in, but uh, you know, we have a couple of connections, so we can uh, right. We we get in as guests of one of our fine sponsors that does vend down there. So, but uh, you know, working roller coasters inside the Orlando Convention Center is is pretty darn neat thing to watch. So even if it's I not particularly so. scary, but the uh, like VR zombie hunting and, and a lot of things that haunts like to do. There was a lot of people that had escape rooms and axe throwing food trucks, a lot of stuff that's kind of accessorizing your haunted attraction. If you're putting in a midway and you want an axe throwing booth, you can pretty much buy one ready made there or pop up escape room or, you know, things like that. So it's kind of cool overall and uh you know <clears throat> excuse me after that we get to look forward to the christmas haunts coming up soon i'm sure there will be some up in ohio and the northeast and colorado maybe you know we'll have to see weather permitting there's a i haven't seen anything in my area yet that's announcing christmas but uh i'm sure it will be coming sometime in the next few weeks but Jim, like you said, we do probably need to start winding this down. Anything else we want to talk about before we uh, start closing this out? Uh, I wanted to ask you, Jim, how was the weather? Because I saw that uh, 
Midnight Syndicate had to cancel a bunch of shows at Cedar Point just because they were outside and they got a lot of rain up there. Did you guys get that as well down in Cincy? No, we didn't get nearly as much rain as they did. Um, um, there was some threats of rain, especially when it went out to Backwoods Oddities, but it never came to pass, um, and everything was good. Uh, the weather was actually warm uh, when I went and worked at uh, Fortress Obats for Friday Night Frights. Um, and Carnage, of course, is indoors, but uh, rain wasn't as big an issue down here as it was up north. Okay. And I know that I think the Northeast got a little bit. I know Jerry had talked about snow out West. I know that uh, our friend Michael Edwards from um, Terror in the Corn, they they shut down like a day or two early because of the weather. So, you know, a lot of haunts had some weather-related issues. So, you know, very strange, strange year. And, of course, Legendary Haunt Tour is uh, next weekend, and that's going to be in Salem, Massachusetts. I hope they don't get the snow up there then. I mean, it. I think when Storm and I went to it back in 14, we actually got a little bit of snow while we were at uh, one of the haunts. I remember standing there in the rain, in the uh, snow and the, uh, you know, just going, wow, I've never uh, seen a snow at a haunt before. I mean, it didn't stick yeah. It's kind of neat to yeah, see. Yeah, that's the thing. We're, we're probably going to get some snow. Some places are getting some tonight. I know parts of northern Ohio got snow last night. Uh, but luckily, it's not cold enough to to stick. Uh, you know, it might make the roads sloppy, but uh, it's not going to stick. But, yeah, having, having snow on your props is awful. Uh, I can only imagine what that does to fog machines or animatronics. But, uh, ew. So- we we got some flurries the other day, but that was about it. Well, it was 85 here on a Sunday. And then Monday, it was like 80. And then Tuesday, the high was like 53. And today, the high was like 50. And we're getting Man. our first freeze warnings tonight. Going to be down in the low 20s. So, bringing my plants in tonight. But, uh... We've had and for our international listeners... <laughs> For our international listeners, all the temperatures given during the Big Scary Show are in U.S. Freedom Units. <laughs> yeah. We we just don't ever want to go to Celsius, do we? But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We will be talking about that at some other point, I'm sure. But uh, any final things before we wrap up our somewhat odd technical issue-laden roundtable of terror this week? Uh, don't uh, wait for price candy. It doesn't exist anymore. They got smart. They box it up and sell it for wholesale or, you know, don't do it. And that's how they sell $6 bags of candy with Halloween stuff on it in August. And, uh, uh, if you <laughs> are complaining about trunk or treats, please listen to Haunt Minute because you're the problem. <laughs> there you go. And, well, of uh, course, go ahead, Jim. I was going to say, if you are working a haunted hayride, wear steel-toed boots. That is absolutely the case. Uh, I, I can't imagine not doing that. So, I did. But anyway, folks, again, you know, it has been a a 
good Halloween season for some and okay Halloween season for others. I know some people whose numbers were down slightly, but you know, it's going to be very, very difficult to match the numbers a lot of haunts had in 2021. I know a lot of people said 2022 was not quite as good as 2021 and 2023 still better than 19, but not as good as the previous two years. So we'll just have to see if the trend continues or not. But in the meantime, folks, remember, there are going to be some Christmas haunts coming up in the next few weeks. Then maybe Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's, spring break and and lots of other things, you know, trade shows haunt cons coming back this year i believe in february you've got trans world in march i think fear expo in april that new east coast haunters convention is going to be around in april um west coast haunters convention hopefully will be returning this year that'll probably be in april or may midwest in june midsummer scream in july folks lots and lots of stuff year round as we slowly await the return of haunt season 2024 but we do want to thank each and every one of our hosts for coming on and talking about what they did during the halloween season again we do apologize for the technical delays we've been having we promise we will get these things fixed by the next show but we want to thank everybody including storm they have have Hope everybody had a fun and safe Halloween. Get ready for next year and, you know, get those Cinco de Spooky uh, events going on. We, we want to see them. Yeah, I'm still looking for Arbor Day, but uh, we're working. Uh, Arbor Day's happening. Arbor Day's happening. Halfway Halloween happens to be Arbor Day. That that uh, That is true. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even make the connection. Also want to thank Meat Hook Jim. Stay tuned to upcoming episodes because... I may have an opportunity to run my own haunt next year. Ooh, that that could be a new segment. We'll have to talk about that. We want to thank Jonna, the old crone, and the instrumentalist Jerry Vane, who unfortunately had to leave us earlier during the roundtable. But my name is Drew Badger. And again, folks, it may be the end of October and the beginning of that other season, but always keep Halloween in your hearts year-round, because we certainly do. This is the Roundtable of Terror here on The Big Scary Show. Hi there, this is Pat O'Neill from The Pumpkins After Dark in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. Passion is what drives us. The passion to be the best. For over 10 years, that passion has taken us from eBay to becoming the driving force in the haunted house industry. And... We are just getting started. 
complex props to nine-foot giants. Great details, great looks, and great pricing is the foundation we are built on. Our heart beats Halloween and haunts. We are a creepy collection. Let us deliver our passion to your haunted attraction this season. CreepyCollection.com Now that's creepy. No one wanted to talk about it. No one would admit they had seen or heard it. The law told them to quit asking questions or leave town. Maybe folks felt if they didn't talk about the thing, it would go away. But these curious college boys wouldn't stay away from Black Lake. And that was a mistake. The creature from Black Lake is coming to a theater near you. A Jim McCullough production. Okay, so you guys just came out of the haunt. You were literally like two groups behind us. What was your thought of the whole of this? Have you been here before? We come here every year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This is, this I really you've been coming here since you were four. Yeah, correct. So, so two years. Okay, got it. Um, <laughs> what did you guys think? Since you've been coming here, compared to previous years, what do you guys think about it this year? This Definitely year was better. better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Much, I thought it was better. really good. And yeah. what about you guys? Yeah, it's good yeah. rooms. This was my first time, but it was good. Oh, you got de- you've been divergent. You were the tallest virgin I've ever seen. Uh, uh, what was what was the thing you liked the most about it? Um, probably the girls that popped out. I liked. I liked, I liked the sisters. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I gotta agree on that one. Uh, the, the girl actors were the, probably the creepiest. Yeah, they were good. I mean, the ones that were doing the clicking, yeah, and the, the ones that were doing all the clicking and everything. My throat hurts just hearing that. All right, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks. Chris Thomas, Music for Haunts, A Lonely Hell on the Big Scary Show.
Ohio Haunted House owners, actors, and enthusiasts. Join the new Ohio Haunters Association. We are working with haunters across the state, from home to pro, to strengthen the Ohio haunt community. Open to all owners, actors, makeup artists, prop builders, designers, and Halloween paranormal enthusiasts. The Ohio Haunters Association, where haunting is the heart of it all. Look for us on Facebook. Greetings, Greetings listeners, listeners, and welcome. And welcome. Watch out, don't Watch trip, out. Over, don't that trip over that torso. It's time, it's time for Between, for between the, the Corpses. corpses. Greetings, listeners. Meat Hook Jim here, and on this post-Halloween episode of Between the Corpses, we are going to continue to learn more about the guillotine. When Marie Antoinette was told the French peasants had no bread, she supposedly said, let them eat cake. The remark was taken as typical of an isolated monarchy out of touch with its people, and revolution was a step closer. The saying, let them eat cake, was well known in France years before Marie Antoinette arrived from her native Austria. Philosopher Jean-Jacques Rousseau, an unwitting architect of the French Revolution, through his social contract of 1762, believed it a cliché. But there is no doubt that by the end of the 18th century, France was burdened with an outdated feudal system. Taxis levied to pay for four costly years and the half century before 1783 crippled rural aristocrats and the middle classes. The peasants struggled through a series of hard winters and poor harvests, and the urban poor spent the majority of their wages on bread. Louis XIV sensed that the tide was turning against the monarchy, and the government was called together in 1789, the first time since 1614. Traditionally, the government comprised of three sections, the clergy, the nobility, and the commons. Now the commons took the initiative and declared itself a national assembly. Soon afterward, an angry mob stormed the Bastille in a symbolic gesture, it housed only nine prisoners, and a new order became inevitable. Initially, moderates tried to govern with a monarchy in place, but the overriding mood was unforgiving. In 1791, the king and his wife left Paris for only the second time in his reign, but they were stopped in Varennes and escorted back to Paris. By April 1792, war broke out between Austria and France. Worsening tensions led to an uprising by extremists in the summer. The French National Convention, now running the country, turned its attentions to Louis XIV. In a powerful speech before the convention, journalist Camille Desmoulins assured his listeners it is a crime to be a king. The execution of Louis XIV in January 1793 was intended to heal the country's wounds and close the sorry chapter. Alas, this was not to be. In April 1793, the Radical Committee of Public Safety was formed and charged with securing the position of the new France. It instant, 
Its instant remedy was to rid the country of enemies within. The terror began. An uprising that had won support from across the classes suddenly became a bitter class war. Anyone who was an aristocrat was sent to the guillotine. As the state-sponsored violence escalated, Chief Executioner Charles Henri Sanson and his men guillotined 300 men and women in three days, between April 6, 1793 and July 29, 1795, almost 3,000 were executed. Among the victims were Marie Antoinette, who so feared for her safety that her hair had turned gray. Committed revolutionary Charlotte Corradi was nevertheless sickened by the violence and in a bid to halt the excesses murdered Jean-Paul Marat, a leading revolutionary who has suggested that he become dictator of France. After her execution, Sanson's assistant, Francois Legrosse, lifted her head and slapped her cheek. Sanson was furious and had let Legrosse in prison for three months. Jean Dubarry, former mistress, Jean Dubarry, former mistress of Louis XIV, and an acquaintance of Sanson in his youth, went kicking and screaming to her death. Lawyer Maximilien de Robespierre, who fostered a personality cult and wielded supreme power on the committee, was denounced and guillotined in 1794. The river of blood at last dried to a trickle. The people were undoubtedly relieved, although statesman Charles Maurice de Talleyrand used another well-worn phrase to sum up their response. They have learned nothing and forgotten nothing. Well, France got a little bit guillotine happy there. Uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Would you sign your own death certificate? You must before you witness the electrifying night of the living dead and blood and black lace. You must free the theater from responsibility should your heart stop. Paralyzed in fright from the 12 deadly hours of the night of the living dead. Where strange, incredulous molecular mutation incites cadavers to arise live from their coffins to devour all human flesh. And the House of Horror, the House of Blood and Black Lace, a chic French fashion salon where seven breathtaking models will find their hideous, diabolical end. Night of the Living Dead, together with Blood and Black Lace, a terrifying evening with the undead. Enter the haunted world of Fright Find and discover an environment dedicated to promoting your haunt. Target customers who will influence others on attending haunt attractions as Fright Find brings in scream seekers looking for haunted places, events, and accommodations of every sort. Various exposure options give you the ability to reach your audience throughout the year. Don't be afraid. Go to FrightFind.com now to add your haunt for free and see for yourself the difference Fright Find will make in your haunt listing. Sam Haynes. Sam Haynes.
haunts on the big scary show. from Drop Dead Design Studios listening to The Big Scary Show. 
ready to dress up your show? Need to pump new life into old props? Just want to show something no one else has? Do what Alice Cooper, Distortions Unlimited, and A-list haunters all over the world do. Wear Von Karen. Durable, handcrafted, dependable, year after year. Von Karen. When you scare enough to wear the very best. Voncaron.com. V-O-N-C-H-A-R-O-N.com. As we slide back into the swamp where we hid the body, we would like to thank the following sponsors. Screamline Studios. Creepy Collection. Dark Imaginings. Fright Finder. Haunt Pay. Von Caron Productions and VFX Creates. We'd also like to thank Virgil Franklin, Master of the Ether Muse. And we couldn't do this without the three hosts, including Badger, Haunt Consulting and More, RabbitBadger.org, Meat Hook Jim, check out his other podcast at WrestleHorror.com. And Storm, Ransom Moore, HauntMinute.com. And finally, you, the listener. Without you, we are nothing. The Big Scary Show is copyright Big Scary Show LLC, and no rebroadcast of this show may be made without express permission of the owners. All music used on The Big Scary Show is used with expressed permission of the artists themselves.